Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, it's your old pal Wilson. And we're bringing you the 12 Days of Richmas. <laughs> yeah, we went there. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. These are the 12 most listened to episodes of 2023. Enjoy. Hey, Stinks. Wilson. What's been going on, man? What, what calamity has befallen you since the last time I spoke to you, man? I'm pretty calamity-free these days. I think yeah? I, got, I got it all out of my system over the of, between 2020 and 2022. I got all the... Um, how you say Job-like disasters out of the way. <laughs> People stopped dying. I stopped getting letters from state governments like you owe us money f- because you committed fraud. And listen, I'm not a geezer like you, Rich. I'm not used to the word fraud being thrown around willy-nilly like <laughs> confetti. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was just insane. And so now, yeah, now I got a, a cat and a girlfriend and... Uh, live near a canyon and sort of things are a bit more calm i was in new brunswick two days ago and now i'm in california then i'm going to england you know what i'm saying just mostly living right. in an airport like a fool just... <laughs> mate well i'm glad you're alive and bits are still stuck to your body you still have your limbs i mean yeah everything's most, most last i spoke to you they were rebuilding you like robocop Listen, I mean, I got to tell you, that's what it feels like. I wish I had gotten more superpowers. By the way, if I knew I would, this much metal in your body would lead to you not being a cyborg, I like, <laughs> you know, like I, because I got a metal shoulder, I got two metal elbows, and still I can't, I don't get the sweet information like Terminator 2. Uh, you know, there's dude, my, go on. I was going to say, there's certain technology I feel like we really needed to concentrate on. And when they said the Google Glass was coming out, I thought we were going to get the, like, the, like, Terminator 2, like, scan, get all the information, be able to, like, see someone's, like, clothing measurements, stuff like that. But instead, we just have the ability to order a cab with our phone. (laughs) Maybe, maybe what they've done with you, maybe you're a test subject. And what they're doing is just putting in the framework slowly. They're like, this guy's going to do it again. So let's right. So what we'll do, we'll do these bits and we'll do that bit, and then then he's going to do it again, or maybe we'll just we'll 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 uh, orchestrate it so it happens again. I mean, this does sound like a government program. I got to tell you, because it has the lack of <laughs> the lack of thought, especially British government. Like, here's what we'll do: we'll find a guy who's a bit of an idiot who falls down a lot, and we'll try out our robot technology on him. It'll just rely on he has to keep falling down. Or like, why wouldn't you just tell someone and they could just volunteer a subject? Uh, we're the British government. 200 years ago, we had an empire for a bit, so don't fuck with us, okay? Yeah, we fucking... People, our great-grandparents actually knew how to do this, so we're just as smart. Uh, that's sort of what it's like. It says that your Mr. Bean 
crossed with Robocop. <laughs> it's more yeah, like... Yeah, a robo bean. Um, <laughs> did you like Mr. Bean growing up or was it just on? This is a thing I was thinking about recently because it was a po- it was on like, I was on an airplane and it just, they had it as like the, like, as your people are getting on, it was just sort of playing on the little screen. And I remember growing up loving Mr. Bean and then watching it mm. and I was like, this is what it was? Because like, I hadn't seen yeah. it in like 30 years. I was like, oh, this is, I don't remember this being, like I remember it being, Amazing, and I was hilarious. Kind of, it's fu- when's the last time you watched it, though? No, but what I mean is, growing up, it was hilarious. Oh yeah, like yeah. we were. But then, like you say, it's thirty years ago, and we were we were a lot more innocent back then. You know, this is this way back. This is before. This is before you know Bin Laden did what he did. He did the epic Hollywood fuck you to the world. Whereas, so before that, we were kind of like, yeah, man, this is this guy bumbling around. He doesn't have any friends. He's a bit rude. I do find this fascinating that we all act like 9-11 was the end of innocence in the world. You live in the UK, Rich. Shit was fucked up for like <laughs> a hundred years before that. Like, it, it, And by the way, Canada and the US too, but this is a thing we all were like, and then, and then that Osama had to ruin our picnic. And it was like... <laughs> up anyway and it was like yeah 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 but we got someone to blame now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but like i said i think we said this before it was the, it was because of what it was because of what he did it wasn't just like because they were always you know human beings have been at war since since forever since they became since they divided into two tribes and just went hang on a minute what the fuck's their problem you know it was yeah. way back oh where'd you get the fucking <laughs> stick He's like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. That's not fucking fair. Yeah. Oh, so quick. We want some of your beans. We're not having any of our beans. And then- How, we've been in green rooms and watched comedians almost fight over jokes that were bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mediocrity. I watched two guys. And bear in mind, it was in 2013. So the reference point is two years old. Two guys in a green room in England got into a screaming match over who got to do a joke about Rebecca Brooks. It was two years after it was topical. It was in 2013. Ah. It was. <laughs> I'll even tell that you just goes to show you. This goes to show you, man. I'll tell you where it was, and this is a podcast vaguely about mental health, and this is a place where most comedians l- gain some mental health problems, and that was, do you remember the, it was, I knew it as the highlight in Watford, the highlight, and then it went Whoa. back to the junglers. Do you remember that one that was briefly mm. in that square where there was a there was a junglers across the street from another junglers or yep. like a highlight Christmas jungler that was then briefly ran by that guy Ian who had an agency in Essex and it was called the Comedy Club. Ian Franklin, who was my former agent, yeah. yes. Yeah, he offered he, he offered me as well, but I said, "All right, cool, let's meet in London." He was like, "I don't, I don't go into London," and I was like, "All right, I'm not signing, I'm not, signing, I'm not signing with a guy. I haven't moved to London to not have a agent who doesn't live in London." Um, that to say, uh, that venue is where that debate took place, and that was one of the weirdest places to perform comedy, like just yeah. so so much angry alcoholic energy. Yeah, and when you look outside, it was just carnage, and that would have been in like I've been there in different seasons, and every season it was the same people out the front, all dressed the same, regardless of the season. 
I have to tell you, it's an interesting thing that has, I think contributed both positives and negatives to my life. But the British need to get violently intoxicated two days a week, like and regular intoxicated the rest of the week, has such an affect. If you're not like I wasn't aware of how bad it was, and I also wasn't prepared that it just never ends. And it's this weird mm-hmm. thing of, and I lived there for long enough that I keep expecting it to be like that in America where I live now, and it never is like ever are they at that fu- like i was in chattanooga tennessee and we're talking like people are ordering bourbon by the barrel one woman was like she just kept interrupting because she was too drunk but it was like it wasn't threatening and i remember walking off stage being like if this was in england there would have been security on the stage because the entire audience would have been as drunk as this woman and against it's it helps <laughs> my brain truly i was like man the effects of alcohol on a society are crazy like like if you just think about like how like Christmas time, how hectic it gets, because you're ob- obligated to go to like eight hundred intense drinks. Mm, yeah, it's because you have guns. It's because if if we if we had guns, people would be a lot more a bit. They would be a bit more reticent, a bit I, more reticent to get involved. I, I disagree, and here's why. Because. Here's why. If everyone had the level of guns that happened, that were, if it was culturally the way it is in America, because here's the weird thing about America is they've sort of in their brain, they're secretly, they have them because they're giant metal penises that they can shoot bullets at. And that makes sense. Yes, them absolutely. But you can't get them to admit it. Like in, like it's in that same way of like, what's an example? I'm trying to think of like the self delusion of how. Da, 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 da. Have you ever had a friend who's cheating on their partner and the uh well your friend have you ever had a friend who's <laughs> cheating on a uh on their partner and the level of excuse they're telling themselves about while they're doing it you know actually it's oh, actually yeah. it's for the relationship is by I like again mwah, mwah. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. go go ahead explain <laughs> explain this one to me I had that said to me by the ones because I had a couple that were I was friends with both of them separately and then they got together and then they were cheating on each other. And what was interesting is they both were cheating on each other and both saying they're doing it to save the relationship, which is weird that they were there in their dysfunction. They actually had something in common. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that they were both cheating because oh, it, it's even worse when it's one of them and it's just and you're just like, well, I'm loyal to both because you're both my friends, but. I now feel now I'm trapped in the middle of this bullshit that is going on, and what do I now? I've now I'm I'm furnished with this information that I didn't need. I do not. Uh, I by the way, I about because I've stand up. It's really gone now. The generation, especially in Canada, like the old guys when I was an opener and they were the headliners, sort of like two generations above me. Mm. Um, loved cheating on their wives and I very quickly just started being like because here's the thing I don't have a good memory like I don't have a good short term memory so I would forget and then meet people's wives and be like oh did I meet you and then they'd be like what the fuck and I'd be like why am I in charge of your bullshit so I now just have a blanket policy which is I am not protecting you and like people have gotten pissed off and I'm like I don't have the time also like I'm not not doing this I also don't get to jizz near a stranger. You're getting all the benefits of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. <laughs> um, but it's that same level of self-delusion the Americans have towards guns. So they never think of them as like, I have this on me for protection. They're like, just in case something pops off. And it's like, this is popping up. That's a fist fight. Yeah. And then not that though. Like, it's weird. 
um, their relationship with it in the way that I think if Britain had that level of guns, everyone would be strapped. And like, I guarantee there would be a lot of arrests because people brandished it. But I don't think a lot of people would shoot. You would be constant. Uh. The tube would constantly be delayed because someone just, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> would just like throw it around, but wouldn't, I guarantee no one would be shot. But they would be constantly like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it would yeah. be, I think. Like, because <laughs> if you look at the level of guns that are in America, this is a shock. Like, the, like it's between two, like, something staggering, like 20 million to 100 million guns, and there's only 250 million. Gosh, it might be even more than that. So it's like when they're like, well, the gun debate, it's like, there's no debate. You're never going to get those guns back. We just have to live no. with this and change the entire society. We need to figure out a way to stop making it seem like. A way to get attention is to walk into a school with an automatic rifle. Yeah, that's what you need to change. Absolutely, but you see these people, like you just said, with the it's almost it's, it's almost it's almost pornographic. Some of it, you see the pictures of people that are in, in open carry states, and there was one guy. You could just tell by the way he was dressed that he was like, "This is his. This is his every day." He straps his his anti-tank missile firing fucking bazookas to his back. He's got two either side. He's got bullet bullet belts. He's got he's got the Oakley sunglasses and the fucking hat and the and he's stacked as well. He's built. So he's like, "Yo, I'm ready, man. I'm fucking ready." And you're like, "Ready for what? Ready yeah. for what?" <laughs> also, what I also think is so fascinating is all these guys are like super duper fucking strapped. But it's like, well, I have a gun in case something happens, and I'm like what about the military? And they're like, well, I don't know if they're going to, maybe they're going to be the one. I'm like, again, if the U S military turns against its people, you've lost. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what are you going to fucking do? Like, well, what are they going to do? Show up? And they're like, they're not going to show up. This is the, they'll use missiles. Like you'll just vanish. It's the U.S. military, motherfucker. They fought terror. Like, do you think that they have a problem fighting a guy? Brad? Yeah, exactly. They, they took on a concept. They can take on a man. No, it's... it's I got to tell you, but for all of that, all of that, like, a fucking... The level of open disparity between wealth and poor that's in this country is so brutal... There's so many negatives to it. That said, still better than England. And here's why. There is an honesty to America. And there is also a we can try and do better. As much as it's fucking tough to get them off their ass and for them to see that there's a problem. Once they see it, they will try and change for, and mm. adjust. There is a level in like this sounds really fucking hokey and hippie dippy bullshit. But like there's a people's spirit here is still like it's not broken in a way that you think it is and england post brexit rich is just you go to some places and people's spirits are like a just a bag of broken christmas ornaments like they're just like well <laughs> yeah i eat this because it hurts and i want to feel pain and he was like fuck like, le like let's all get out of lancaster you know what i mean like just <laughs> here England is like an old shopping mall that used to be like it was the everyone went. This is the biggest shopping mall in the in the world. It's got this store. It's got that store. It's got everything you'll ever need. Your one imports a movie theater, yeah. the Gap. Like it's got all of the shops. It's got want. it all. And now it's like thirty years later, and it's just there's there's like Taco Bell wrappers rolling around in the wind. It's just... exactly what it is. And it was even weirder is it was like the mall voted in to bring Amazon. Like it's like Brexit. <laughs> the mall was doing 
just fine. Didn't need anything else. And then in 2016, they were like, you know what would help this? Amazon. And then there was a giant campaign being like, in fact, there is no way that Amazon helps us whatsoever. And then they were like, we're going to bring in Amazon and start causing all these problems and not acknowledge it until yeah. six years later. Six years, Rich. It's been six years yeah. since I saw a Nazi flag hanging out of a balcony. Yeah. In and a guy yelling, just, just pointing at people and yelling, go home. And I just, I'll never, I'll never, that, that and Brexit, the two members I have a Brexit, seeing that like a, a week later and then the day of Brexit walking through High Park and a man in the nicest suit weeping on a bench. And I like, and that, and I yeah. did the math on the time. I was like, oh, that guy just came out of the, probably came out of one of the banks and was looking at the pound going to zero. And then Mark Carney yeah. said, like, it was isn't that crazy that we lived through that? I think about that in that, like, we, because we were products of the 90s, which was this whole time, quote unquote, the end of history, because we defeated the Russians and stuff like that. And then it's sort mm. of like in the 2010s, like, events were kind of like, all right, let's put, let's put on a show for these humans. And then we got, like, we got Brexit, we got Trump, all of the ensuing things that came after that. Banks like, collapsed. Yeah. Banks collapsed. We always forget about the lovely bank collapse of 2008. <laughs> that was always a wild time. Um, do you do these external stressors? Do they do they affect you, Rich? Are you you seem like they roll off? You strike me as the kind of guy that they roll off the back. You know what I mean? Like you've got bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? I think it used to bother me a lot. I remember I remember exactly where I was stood in around about two thousand eight, and I remember being stood in my bedroom at the time, and I was with my now ex partner Marilyn, who you would have met. I think you know Marilyn. Her and I. We're talking, we're watching the television in the bedroom. And I remember just, and they were talking about people were borrowing money, but not paying it back. And they were doing this and the banks were just, everything was chaos. And I remember saying, this is fucked. This isn't going to last. Shit's going to happen. And then it fucking did. And I was like, holy shit. Because you're like, if people are taking the money, but they're not giving it back. And, and the bankers are doing whatever they're doing with the money. And it's going over here and, and you go, like, well, it's not, if it's not going back in the hole, the hole's going to get bigger. And now it's just going to get fucked. And I think from that moment on, I suddenly realized I, I personally, on my own, cannot do anything about it. So all these big things now, like, you know, there's, there's earthquakes and there's people trying to get from war-torn countries. And it's like, it's like, I can't personally do anything. I can send money. I can send clothing to people. I can do what I can. But I can't, it isn't, it's not, it's the generals on the hill that have, that have set all this in motion and they just sit there eating, like they're sitting there with their, they've got their tent on the, on the hill and they're, they've got this massive banquet, they're eating food and they're just going, while the rest of us like get pushed off into war and doing everything, while they're just like, yeah, send more men, don't even look, they don't even turn around, they go, yeah, send more men, they just drink more wine and they eat more food and while we're just getting munched and ploughed to death downstairs. And it just, it's their fault. And we can't change that. We have to change them. But but they're now bringing in laws where we can't even change the generals on the hill. Like, it's getting it's it's getting to the point now. I think I've just, in the end, I've gone, I can't, I don't have the headspace for all of it. I just need to take care of what's around me and who's around me and do it that way, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's also it can be, for for me. I can I've, I I did find at times it becomes a burden because there isn't any actual change you can affect in the moment. Do you know what I'm saying? No. And I think also, 
we also get into this point we've gotten to this point now with sort of big issues and stuff like that where they come out in a certain segment of society especially if your show business or show business adjacent immediately rushes towards it and kind of starts using it as part of an identity another part immediately fights against it and it becomes this sort of rote like system of i know exactly how this is going to go before i even like open social media and I hate that in one stance because it just it, it's so self-serving, but I like it in another way in that it kind of it's like stop me listening to other people's opinions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've, yeah. I like, completely don't use social media as a news source anymore because I'm like, I don't need to hear why the earthquakes in Turkey are somehow part of the fucking culture war, which is like. Yeah, just don't fake, guys. Like, what are you talking about? Like, none of this matters. Like, what's. And, and and it gets so it gets so performative. So I was in L.A. for um, the weekend when the cops killed George Floyd, and then when mm. people started to have protests about it, they tried to put them down with force. And literally, like we're talking riots on either side of my apartment building, military helicopters in the sky. Every police officer in the city was activated, and I can't describe to you the weird mm. noise of every police siren in a city going off at the same time you're just like you're like how what's that sound like and it's like it doesn't you don't sound comfortable (laughs) all that was happening i i got emails from people saying that i wasn't protesting enough and it was like and one of them i just know one of them was literally at a farm that their family owns and i was like I I can't protest. I have a green card in the U.S. If the cops grab me, which they are grabbing people and just arresting them, I get deported in the middle yeah. of COVID. I can't do that. I have sent, I can send money and I can send spirit and go all that sort of stuff. But the cops aren't sent checking my social media. And it was just that sort of thing of like, when did we stop? In all of these sort of movements, I think we forget about each other when we forget about human beings it just becomes us and them so quickly now and i and i just i don't like that i want i i feel like we've we've lost a little bit of the discussion that said the us and them mentality starting so quickly i think also then just it stops me from getting engaged in any debate because i just go i don't think these people actually care about this situation i think these people are um looking to exploit it for emotional or or professional gain Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. And it doesn't change anything. Like you said, it just it just elevates them a little and gives them some dopamine hits from doing, you know, doing they go, Oh, look at me, I'm so I'm so I got I got told off on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about the strikes over here and someone said, uh, where are all the left wing comedians? Where are the left wing comedians? We've been marching for ages and all that and I went, I don't know, maybe drop them a line. I don't keep tabs on everybody. I'm yeah. sure, and, and it was that, and it was like, oh, you're just, bit, this is you, this is your, you're just a keyboard warrior, you're just fucking gobbing off. Also, like, here's my thing with the strikes, I completely support them, get them for, like, by the way, it directly affects me, I travel, when I yeah, tour, tour by train, the Edinburgh Festival this year was fucked for a variety of reasons, and one of them, the train strikes contributed to, but guess what, I'm more than willing to make that sacrifice, fucking burn, baby, burn. Fuck yes. stories, take them for everything they're worth. And by the way, that is an important. I think that, it, listen, I'm also not going to march with striking British rail workers, A, because I'm in California, be a bit inconvenient. But it's also like, is that, does that actually help them if one guy shows up and I'm with you, brother? Like, you know what I mean? Where it's more that sort of thing of like, what's the public opinion? Also, I think when it comes to Britain, is it's just like, guys, stop voting for the blue one for a bit, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do that. Like, 
I've lived in the UK for I lived in the UK for six years. It was all Tory all the time, mostly Cameron with a little spice of May. And I got to tell you, when the guy f- who fucked a pig and the woman who looked like fucking Skeletor who talked about a field of wheat were the two reasonable ones, it's time to go. Like yeah. that. Do you know how nuts it was living in America having to explain to them the Liz Truss week because they don't have that system and they were like, because America's this thing of you, much like England and England and America have certain cultural things that are very similar. And the main one is if they know you were went somewhere or have done something, they think you're an expert in it. You lived in England. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane. Like that was after coming after like, it was just bizarre to watch being in Edinburgh that year, watching the bread get more expensive by the day, mm. watching every day them talking about the cost of living crisis and the heating crisis. Liz Truss comes in, cuts taxes for a billion. Like she was cutting taxes for a billionaires right when I landed back in the U.S. And I was like, I think I made the right call on where I live. Like, yeah, Donald Trump was a fucking near dictator, but he didn't quite get it done. And Joe Biden's kind of an old dead man who's somehow still alive, but he seems like he's, I don't know, he's passing things. Everything seems to be working. And then this, it was just like, and they were like, why did she do that? And I go, I don't, I honestly don't know. And. And now you got Rishi, and everything seems like it's fine. Oh Rishi. man, it's oh, no, it's just okay. it's just a it's a, just a new bonfire. It's just a new Rishi came in, and and then it turned out that the, the one of the other ministers was diddling his tax, and oh, and then yeah. decided, yeah, he did that. Oh, sorry, yeah, I made a mistake with my taxes, and I forgot to declare this bit. The, you know, the money that I funneled through my family's businesses and other places that looks like I was hiding it, but I wasn't. It was just traveling through. The money was resting in my account. It wasn't just, you know, it was just, it's so fucked. It's so you, fucked. Here's what I do think about though. Do you know how good the bands are going to be in like three years? Cause no, Dude. no time in England is better for fucking rock and roll than fucking Tories. Fucking yeah, we're gonna get a I fucking, fucking said that the other day, man. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be good. Like we're talking like like just <laughs> speedy posh boys who are addicted to like amphetamines in Oxford in a basement are making some garage rock. I will pay to see. Oh. <laughs> There's a band called Benefits. They're from uh, Middlesbrough. Uh, fuck, and they're from Middlesbrough. Like, oh yeah. It's fucking, it's spoken word over the top of just industrial. A lot of it's, I I get it. I get it. It's exactly how everybody's thought should be in this country. I'm I'm also with you in terms of like, when people go, John, put on a band you like, I go, you're not going to like it. Like, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Who were you listening today? Uh, They're a feminist trio from Glasgow and they're called Breakfast Muff and no, you will not enjoy the lack of hooks. No. Yeah. This guitar sounds uh, yeah. well, guess yeah. Thank you for noticing, and actually that's part of it. It's oh my god, I'm listening <laughs> to you guys. As soon as you said spoken word over top, I was just like, Daddy's yeah. it. <laughs> it's anger, it's exactly how it should everybody should be thinking, and it just it, it, first time I heard it, I was walking around um Victoria Park in East London. You know, in the in the the lockdowns had been happening. I just I just broken up with with my partner, and so it was just chaos on all sides. And I just had this. I just thought, fuck it. I only have my headphones and this walk. So I used to do this walk about three hours from my flat. Just walk around and around and around with music on, and I put benefits on, 
And I just stopped in the middle of the park and just went, this is it. And it just, it's just the guy, the, the lead singer, Kingsley, just screaming, where's your flag? And it's just like, it's fucking amazing with this industrial noise behind it and just carnage. And I'm going to go and see him and I can't take anyone. No one wants to come. It's better that way. It's better. But sometimes, like, I, listen, I'm a, like, I'm a big music and like odd art guy. And I also am a yeah. big in like, some stuff is just for you. Like, I'm really into the Grateful Dead. It's not something my girlfriend wants to know about. Not only does she not want to hear about it, like, she actively is against hearing about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. You should have yeah. some music and some, like, culture and art that everyone likes. And you have some stuff that's the close the door, like, what are you going to do? Well, this is a 35-minute dark star, and they don't even get to the lyrics. It's a lot of... And I'm going to listen to the whole thing, and it's going to be amazing. Like, that sort of stuff. Just, oh, my God, benefits. Oh, I love I love that they're from yeah. Middlesbrough. Where did they I'll send even, you the link. Where did they even get an amp up there? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Didn't one comprehends about Britain is it's like when people make fun of the South in the US, like you go to the South and it's like, yeah, there's some podunk fucking backwards people, but like it's still gorgeous. Like it had an economic collapse in the 1800s, but they like portray it where it's like they never really recovered. And then you get there and it's like this gorgeous, like every city is like gorgeously brick buildings and like super yeah. beautifully preserved. And then you get to Middleborough and you're like, did a bomb go off? And it was like, yeah, did it? F- <laughs> Socially speaking, yes. Um, <laughs> and they and they all voted for Brexit up there. They're all Brexit voters. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. I I was Ty Humphreys. We went. He, we walked by the uh, the the UKIP office in Blythe, and he, and then we saw two guys who had just stolen a door. Like it's just the part of that world is fucking wild. <laughs> the Cockroach Twins is their name, by the way. The entire town knows them. It's their thing. They steal your door, and you have to go back and get it. As I understand the scam. You have to go and buy it back from them. I don't know. It, it wasn't implied that it was even buyback. You just have to go get it, which sounds, which actually right there sounds even more. Are they northeast or northwest? I always get confused. Which that's one. northeast. That's northeast. Yeah, northeast. Northeast isn't like that's right. Northwest is much more. They've like they've um, uh, commercialized their crime. Where I think in the northeast, <laughs> still in it for the love of the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you want for the door? Well, you'll. You'll see. Yeah, this is nothing. I just I wanted the thrill of stealing the door. I'm on. I, listen, I got a gig. This is just. This is. Some people play guitar. I I steal people's doors. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> I think you 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 hit the nail on the head just now when you said that you need something for yourself. That's mm. very important for your mental health. Whereas before, I was always I wanted to be in a relationship where. I want someone that digs the same music I do and the same fashion that I, the same clothes that I like and the same this, that and the other. And I was always getting upset because it wasn't quite right or I had to hide my music or I had to do this. And it may become with age, but now I'm kind of like, I like, like you've just said, I like the fact that there's some stuff that I like and not many people do. And it's just a nice little thing. And I'll just put my headphones on. You won't even know I'm listening to it. It's a, um, it's there. I'm reading, or I'm reading, I just read... Uh, Hunter S. Thompson's collection of his Rolling Stone articles. Oh, you're nice. They were fucking great, but one of the best lines in it was he was talking about when he lost his run, his uh, election for sheriff in Aspen, and he talked about he had a someone gave him a peyote button, and he just oh, and he yeah. just kept talking about he like just take this and go to the headphones, 
like music escape 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 and i really liked that as a as like an escape hatch of like the idea of like if you can get to the headphones you might be able to sort this out like and it's oh, I wow. what do you mean? that sort of thing of like because it's one of those things where if there's a bunch of shit and bad stuff going on i was a friend of mine passed away last year and i was grieving a lot and i found oh, sorry mate thank you very much i found getting into new bands was a nice because it's a total there's there's no obligation to it and there's nothing like there's no work to it it's just like oh i like this this song what's another song by but it's it feels like it's a task it feels like you've done something but there's no sort of like there was no job aspect of it to it for me it just was a fun sort of hobby and it kind of helped me get back off the couch and keep processing that was the one thing that was very interesting is it was kind of just putting one foot in front of the other and doing anything felt like progress because it was just it was just i was so sad um mm. and, I, and i really think that that doesn't get brought up enough is it sort of that thing of like because listen if you're listening to this podcast you probably had a little bit of depression i think that one of the things that depression that really fucking can get people is that rotating cycle of like i didn't do anything yesterday so I'm a piece of garbage, so I'm not going to do anything today. And it's that sort of thing of like, just turn anything you've done. It's like, well, I did that. I listened to mm. three Grateful Dead acoustic albums for no reason. That's something. That's like, I've, I yeah. I now know, know what the mandolin sounds like inside the Capitol Theater. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just fine <laughs> fucking anything. Um, and I think having those things for yourself le- lend to that a little bit of you just go like, I did, I found this new band to dig. It's also something to do on the road. You know what I mean? The amount of yeah. sh- weird vinyl record i don't even own a record player but you can just kind of go in there and just look at stuff talk to the guy browse their t-shirt selection you know what i mean <laughs> find a book to buy on apple books because you don't want to carry it that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> well yes yeah, so I mean, like you say you can find it's 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 not you don't have to you don't have to get up and go to the gym if that's not your bag but just get up and do it th- like i i listened to jeff buckley's grace for the first time about a month ago i'd never it it just didn't. I just didn't care. I was just. I you think never I'd got, heard. You never got broken up with in college, Rich. I guess you didn't go to college. <laughs> yeah, I did. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> I was. A, I was a. Uh, I was a mature student. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, I just. I just. It just didn't speak to me. I wasn't interested. I think I'd heard something or other, and it just didn't connect at the time. So it wasn't until later on. And then I was just like, do you know what? I keep seeing all these lists of the top albums of all time, albums you should listen to. So I'm going to. So I went, all right, let's start. Jeff Buckley, Grace. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Real good. It's perfect. It's one of those, I will say, it has one flaw. I don't like the the jacket cover. No. No. I'll tell you why. He's too pretty. I remember looking at that and being like, I don't need, uh, I don't need this fucking pop star telling me how to cry. You know what I mean? And then you <laughs> listen to it and you're like, oh, I feel like that was just a good photographer. <laughs> it's like comedians. You can't have a good looking comedian, like a good, like model-esque comedian. I, need to talk, I feel I need to talk to them. It's one of those things where it's like, if someone's like gorgeous I'm like, and they're like, this person's too pretty to be a comedian. I'm like, come here. Where's your dad? You went, you mean, you mean the heroin addict? And then you're like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> it's totally good. We're good. Like, like, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my mom? You mean the person who died in the fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a good dad. They're going to kill it. You know what I mean? You just need that information. I remember Brendan Bird's one, why are you a comedian? And I was like, I grew up fat. And he went, there it is. That's what yeah. it is. I was like, okay. Thanks, man. 
you know, I just said this morning on Twitter, I've just booked my accommodation for this coming weekend for gigs. £53, Friday night, Saturday night. The reviews are terrible. It's like threes and fives. It's out of ten. And, uh, and I'm like, that's perfect. That's where all the good stories are. You don't get good stories from five-star hotels scooting around in your socks. I love... The Travel Lodge in Liverpool. I can't describe exactly, but it's like if you come out of the station and you know when you ha- like Liverpool has all those weird like Y street like shaped streets where it's like goes yeah. on the street, goes to two like two other lanes that way. It's like down past one of those, and it is the absolute Scouse Chapel of Madness. Like I lit- <laughs> I saw two women throw pizzas at each other in front of it. Like what are we? Doing? <laughs> yeah. Full pizzas, not full pizzas, <laughs> out of the box. Fuck off, Cameron! Like, oh. <laughs> talk about chaos. That city, I remember I, my ex-wife and I were there. Uh, I was doing gigs, and we were walking through the street, and she's Canadian. She had never seen chaos like this. And there was a drunk man trying to wake up his drunk girlfriend. She's dressed all in white. His hand is cut, and he's literally gushing blood on her white dress. My ex-wife wakes her up. She wakes up and goes, oh, fuck you. And my ex being Canadian, not realizing, oh, now we're in a fight. So then I have to like, and then the de- the guy starts getting a bit lippy and I go, she was just trying to fucking help. No, she doesn't need help, man. Shut the fuck, fuck you. And, and then Max is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I, it was just ah, fucking nuts. Oh, mm. But that's yeah. where the best stories are always in. Like you said, music comes from misery. When things are bad, good music comes out of it. Good stories come out of, you know, like I remember staying in Hostel Fresh in uh, New York City. Oh, and I'm on, I think it was, uh, what was it? I think it was West, I can't remember what it was, West 75 or something. Uh, what was it? West 75th or something like that. And it was, and I got there. Firstly, Hostel Fresh. I mean, man. I mean, <laughs> a stretch. Fresh out of prison, but... You get there, man, and it was just so. There's, and I got, I got a separate room, so I was, you know, I was like, okay, that'll be fine. But there was always fighting, fucking. The only bit of internet was in the lobby, so you had to just sit there. Everybody else, there was a guy just sat there in his underwear, just in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, hostels. I stayed in a bunch of hostels in the in London when I first went over in 2011, and I think, I think the craziest one was a guy showed up, kept screaming about how he was a chemical engineer, like violently drunk on rum fell asleep grinded his teeth all night and i woke up and he put on a full suit and i think he actually was an engineer and he was just a fucking waste case whoa couldn't couldn't get home so he just crashed in hostels it was just like whoa i gotta remember not to buy any chemicals like it's just like (laughs) jeepers creepers that yeah i think a hostel is good but also like what it's so fucking grimy you know what i mean it's just like hard place to live but you could but there's some yeah if you were to live there that was it you know i've just finished reading um i just reread go on everyone should do it like i think like in your 20s fucking go live in a hostel for a bit like you should have that experience in the same way that everyone got you work in a kitchen and work in a restaurant do it for two months you get such an insight into humanity and to that job where you you won't you'll be you will encounter a shitty waiter and have at it but you're you just You'll not be so worried about your side of mayonnaise. <laughs> Do you know what? It's like when you get a new pair of shoes and when you first get them, 
they're a bit slippy, so you have to like you have to break them in a bit, and they have to like they have to graze the bottom a bit. You get a bit get a bit a bit scuffed up on the soles, so they grip a bit more. I think that's the same if you go and stay in a hostel, work in the in the in the in a, in a in a kitchen or work it. You know, you're serving the public. That I think does scuff you up a little bit, so you've got a bit more grip when it comes to life. So my friend Matt, he was a sailor. He literally just wanted, he grew up, always wanted to know how to sail. So one day he just went to Halifax in Canada, started asking around, eventually got on sailboats and learned how to sail. And he said this about travel, which he goes, it's, I think he's went, I think it's important for human beings to get to a country and realize that, you know, no one and you need to find a place to stay and you need to figure out how to get a phone today. Yeah. And there's just something about that. It's like, Oh, well, I'm worried about like, it kind of, it clarifies the mind and it almost is like, you can be anxious and this is going to be nerve wracking, but also you're, you, you gotta overcome it Yeah, because you need to find a place to stay and you need to get a phone, yeah. which is something about that. That is, I think good. It's a good challenge to have. If you know, you can do that. Cause listen, I listen in London, Europe, especially is incredibly intimidating for North Americans because it seems like it's the same. And you realize how different culturally they are just in certain little things in terms of manners, how things are set up, how things are, are done, how people treat each other, all that sort of stuff, what kindness is like. And so just having to adjust to those things, I think, are so important for your growth as a human being. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. <laughs> soundboard. I have a soundboard over here. I didn't tell you about that. That was excellent, <laughs> but it's true. You need that. Like I stayed, like so, I stayed at the. Uh, uh, we stayed in a roadside hotel oh, this weekend. Just gone. A great place. It's, I I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> and I really. I for some reason the little the little paddock that those have that are like right on the road, like unnecessarily close to the motorway. I always enjoy smoking <laughs> cigarettes at them. See the ones in America, but I think because we see them in the in the movies. Brit. They have a romance. They have a, like a gritty, grimy romance to them. Because America you know? will put a full restaurant. They'll put a full diner next to the highway. Like we're talking like you want like a nice Western omelet and a milkshake in the middle of a road trip. Like that's just, this is living, yeah. baby. As opposed to like a Costa machine <laughs> and some sort of inexplicable cuisine that's not like, would you like a, would you like some soup? Like what how am I supposed <laughs> to drive with this? But it's that it's that in America or in the, in other places it just because here because everybody's so tight and so worried about losing money or someone's getting something someone's getting more than them and I don't so, think so it's things like restaurants and diners they don't have those late at night that we do here like it'd be you have a diner in America that's open twenty four hours a day and you go and you go how do you make any fucking money you're just open all the time and there's never anyone in here. Not everyone drinks all the time. So the thing is, is that people, some people aren't in pubs so and they're still night people. So it's like, culturally, if you're a postman and you're going to have a beer, you just drink one in your house before you go to bed. You don't need to have a pub mm. that's open at 7 a.m. so you can go sit in a room that's not your house and be angry. You know what I mean? So you <laughs> have diners and stuff like that is, is the thing. But it took me forever to figure that out of like, why isn't there nighttime restaurants? And it's like, well, there are. They're called nightclubs. Like what... People don't want yeah, yeah. coffee and quiet at two in the morning here. They want to be, they want to be ensconced in cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's then again, you know, like you said, we have to change the culture because there's nothing. I love. I, I watched. I was. I've been watching the Equalizer recently. I kept, I got obsessed with it for some reason. I kept watching the, the first one. I'd get it from gigs and just put it on. 
As in and, the Washington one where he fights the Russian yeah. in the hardware store? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just yeah. that bit where he's just, that diner, man. And I just love the the thought of just the middle of the night, just I was going to go and get go and get a coffee and a slice of pie. And a, you do. I've done it. It is so fun. It was also amazing. I it, fucking love that. It's great. It's so great. Also, I, um, I write a lot in diners and it's really, really fun because the right. trick is, I finally looked up because I've always wanted to know like what did they not hate and they were I looked up on Reddit and they were like well servers don't like if you're sitting there because they're just worried they're not going to get enough tips so I just learned like right say to them listen I'll leave you a nice tip here just leave the table or if it gets busy tell me to fuck off and I'll fuck off and it's great there's a fun crackling energy to it I also just like I like weird little kingdoms. I love the restaurant kingdom of you always have the server and the kitchen and there's some dynamic between them and there's always the manager and the server and they never fucking like each other. And it's all, (laughs) but it's all different at the same time. I always find that very cleansing and soothing in the same way that I love like a quiet British pub. I always love seeing that dynamic of the long haired bartender guy. And then the Eastern European slightly sort of like stout woman and whatever dynamic, and those are always, by the way, every pub in Britain has those two people, and they are either fucking or they hate each other. But there's yeah. always there's a beautiful play that I just love seeing, the, like the, the Joshua. Why have you not cleaned the bottles? You know what I'm mean? just something about that. I just I, 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 I love all that. But this one, it, the, so I, we don't get because I don't think the, the UK isn't big enough. Isn't, it doesn't take you long to doesn't take you long enough to get from one end to the other. So they don't really have that kind of up all night diners next to the road kind of culture. They'll have a caravan somewhere, maybe truck stop. Entirely. It 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 should just be there. The UK, yeah. The amount of traffic you see at three in the morning could necess- necessitate anyone doing it. It's just no one wants to open that business. No one no wants one. to do it. No one wants to do it, and it's a shame. No one would choose like. People go, oh, there's a problem with capitalism in the society. It's like, it's actually a problem with consumerism. And we should adapt the English model, which is, yeah, that's a good idea for a business, but no one's doing it because it's inconvenient. So fuck you. Like, you like, <laughs> I want it, but I don't want to do it. That's the, that's the British way. There's fucking 60 million of you fucks. There's enough people to support a couple of fucking all-night roadside diners. No problem. It's just none of yeah. you why should I do it? I should be the person owning it. This I don't want to exactly work in it. This is exactly the mentality right here. It's like, why do I have a fucking yeah. need a bank loan? Who said the, why is the bank in charge of me? I don't know. Cause of the King will fuck him too. God damn it. <laughs> so this guy, so, so this one at the weekend, <clears throat> it's a new services. It's on, it's on the A1M, wherever that is near Cambridge. Oh, it's on oh. the M11. Sorry. So it's near Cambridge. It's brand new, so my my beautiful wife Kate booked it, and she's like, "Look, I've got this thing. It's not the best. It's on the. It's next to the side of the main road, but it's a bed." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. We're not going to be in it anyway much." So anyway, so we go up, we get there, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know these services. This is great. The services are great. They've got decent. There's decent food in the in the in the services. We're going to be fine. It's a Ramada. It's a Ramada hotel. We're going to be fine." I walked in. Now, bear in mind, you can't get to this place without driving. We walked in. There's a guy leaning against the reception desk, hammered, fucking annihilated. All his money and cash is on the is on the on the desk, and he's just standing to the point. He's got the slow blink. 
he's muttering and mumbling something about asking the the the, the receptionist to have a dance with him. But she just fucking <laughs> just going. How did you get here? I love it. I love it. I also just the the and it's the perfect. This is the perfect detail. The have a dance. Yeah. He's not. It's not like he's he's there paying for a room or something. Although he probably is. I like that he's just like. But in the midst of everything, this employee probably wants to do the tango with me. Yeah. 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 Where's that confidence? Any other part of your day, buddy? Like what? <laughs> I um. Oh, that's so fucking funny. I mean, did you ever? How did, how did it resolve? Well, the receptionist is obviously well. She was highly trained in in this kind of combat, and she was just. She wasn't telling him to fuck off. She wasn't saying I'm going to call somebody. She was just going. Oh, I thought we had a. We were going to have a dance in a minute. We were going to have a dance in a minute. I just got to do this. We were going to do that in a minute. Oh, and then he sort of mutter again, and yeah, we have a dance with me. So he's forgetting all the conversations. She's like, well, I thought we were going to in a minute. It's just beautiful. It was beautiful. So smart. So she basically just flooded the zone, and oh, <laughs> and by that he's just muttering. What I love, by the way, it's a seventy thirty shot that there, he doesn't have a wife somewhere who is equally as drunk. Just doing something else also insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, what are, wh- when, wh- why are you, okay? Yeah, I guess that's okay. It's yeah. just some people, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's someone for everybody, isn't it? And there's going to be someone for this guy who is just, he's just, he's just, he's he is 98% fluid by this point. Like, yeah. he is, oh. you know. <laughs> Do you ever, I do think about sometimes how free those people are. Cause I even like, cause I just assume he wakes up just being like, probably didn't do anything. I'm great. I like, I smoke too much weed by myself, wake up and can't remember specifically going to bed. And I'm like, I must've said the N word a bunch of times. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, that extreme Yeah, for no reason. And this guy's literally <laughs> sleeping like a baby after he's just tried to force a Ramada employee to dance with him while she's trying to check you guys in. Also, can I say, um, who gets a hotel near Cambridge? Why wouldn't you just commute back and forth for Giggy Wiggy? So if that lovely, although you don't, oh no, you live in Brighton. No, that would be yeah. living in London. So it's now, yeah, so we're Brighton. So that's now an hour and a half on your journey. So we were doing Spalding, Lincoln and Stowmarket and they're all kind of, an hour and a bit sort of around each other. So it was just easy to come up and do that. We did, so we did the drink, we did the drive to Friday. We did the drive Brighton to Lincoln and back again. And then we, next day we were like, fuck this. We can't, we can't do that again. That was too much. We just, it's just, so we're like, right, let's just go get this hotel. And we got the hotel. (laughs) Oh man. And I'm so glad we did. (laughs) So glad we did just to see the dude. Just to see it. And, and he's just vanished as well. He's not there in the morning. He wasn't there when we came back downstairs to, to leave for the gig. He just, he was gone. Oh, it's, I have said this before, and there's no way to develop it without violating so many people's privacy, but I would pay hundreds of dollars a month for an app where I literally just take a photo of his face and I get a little podcast of his life. That means <laughs> uh, like, it's just, I just want to, or also you ever walk by and get a snapshot of the conversation and it's just like, and then she lost the cucumber in the Vaseline. And I'm like, I got to know what the fuck happened before and after that. Like, I need to know what led up to that. Oh, like, it's just, it's, and it hurts me that they won't tell me. You know what I mean? Like, just, and 
because you're just a stranger who's turned off yeah. your music and kept your headphones on so they don't even realize you're listening in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would like that. Just to, I just want to see where he went. Like you just said, like what's his life the rest of the time? You know, like so. Uh, so this is so large. So yesterday, I went and saw a friend of mine, and I accidentally got stoned. He's, I don't, I don't smoke, but he was doing, he was doing hits off the bong, and I'm just sitting there talking to him, and he kept going, "I've got these drops, got these drops," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've had drops before. They don't do anything." So he's dropping it on my hand, and I'm just there. It's not the same anymore. THC product. Th- THC is booze now. Yeah, it's really fucked up. I had to go to a thing where there were industry people. And I know there was a couple of people that we know, friends and colleagues of ours. And I just sort of, I just, I said to, I said to his girlfriend, I went, listen, I was at the bar. I went, listen, I'm really sorry if I'm being a bit weird. I just want to say, it mashed. It was the Chortle Awards, is by the way. <laughs> I don't want people to know I was mashed up in, I was fucked, dude. I, mean, I was fucked. I mean, people have been nuts at the Chortle Awards. I've been told that people may have done acid one time, maybe. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't know anyone who was involved in that. Not certainly. No, no, not you. Not not me at all. Couldn't wouldn't have ever been one of <laughs> the organizers of something like that. <laughs> Dude, I was so fucked. <clears throat> it, thing is, I wasn't fucked in the daytime. So I was set with my friend, and he kept giving me it. And then I went, "Oh no, I'm all right. I'm all right." He said, "Was and he's going, what's it feel like? What do you feel like?'" And I, I was I was going, "Oh yeah, I feel great. I feel great." But it wasn't working until I, I walked to meet my wife. I can explain what happened. Um, so you were eating it and you, like, no offense, Rich, you're just a bit of an older guy. So your metabolism is probably a bit slow. Mm-hmm, yeah. It just took you a while as you're taking like hits uh... of tincture or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. To metabolize into your system. And then it just, but once it hits, it goes into your bloodstream. So it's not like smoking it where you get an instantaneous sort of stuff. It's more just sort of like a, it's like a roller coaster. And then alcohol probably like anything else, you know, is going to, it's going to double the effect of, so it's just going to pile on, pile on top tip. Everybody as someone, I, I don't really drink anymore, but I am a bit, I'm a big hot boy. Orange juice is your friend in all of those situations. THC. My wife said that. Yeah, there's something in the citrus. I don't know what it is, but it's literally like a Breaking Bad chemical thing. Like it literally, it counteracts what's making you feel woozy in a second and it'll just snap you out of it. Ah, my wife, last night, she because I told her and she said, okay, one, you're a fucking idiot. Two, get some orange juice. And I kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get some orange juice. And then I got a couple of glasses of wine. I said, where's your orange juice? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get it in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, but also that event is very fun. I What I will enjoy about it, I don't know when it's sort of this happened, because I remember going in, it was a bit of a stuffy dinner a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it has just now kind of just degenerated or evolved into kind of, there's always a bunch, like people just kind of get together and have a couple of boozes. Like people get pretty fucking mashed up. What am I talking about? Like people get, people go for it at those awards. Holy Lord. Yeah, they didn't last night, funnily enough. Very kind of very subdued kind of everyone was chatting wasn't as busy as it's been before um but i'm sure the next one again these go in cycles so this yeah. one was probably a bit quiet i remember last year's we were all pretty hammered next year's if everyone goes it'll be it'll be who knows what it'll be but last night rich wilson was fucking mash up were you do you <laughs> think you were the the most messed up man who was there because I, I kept with- it i kept it together 
Okay, now let me ask you a question. Did you keep it together in the opinion of other people who live with you who were there? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. That's that's the important Yeah, situation. yeah, yeah. I double checked. Yeah. She was annoyed, but she said, You've got to take these things seriously. I'm like, Yeah, but I knew I wasn't gonna win, so I don't fucking <laughs> I also just I don't know if you have to take them seriously. I like I was someone who took a lot of those things seriously for a long time. I don't know if it was necessarily the it was the right choice for me in the moment, but I'm also like, it's just like, yeah, in the end, like it's, yeah, it's helpful and it's fun. And, you know, go, don't get mashed up and try and fight Steve, but like, no, of course not. <laughs> but go have a, like, just, it is in the end, like it is a comedy event. Like I also occasionally when people are like, we need to be respectful. And I'm like, well, then you've, you've chosen the wrong people to invite. Cause you've literally invited the assholes. Like there's yeah. some people who, yeah, they aim to misbehave. So I, I understand. Watch the fuck out. <laughs> for those listening that don't know what the Chortle Awards, the Chortle is a website that's run by a guy called Steve Bennett, and he reviews shows and comedy and everything else. And so once a year, there's an award ceremony, and we all go. And I got nominated for Best MC. Oh, I didn't realize that. Congratulations. Lost out to Zoe. Thank you, mate. Lost out to Zoe Lyons, which I'm fine with, completely yeah. fine. It was Zoe well, Lyons. Did you have someone on the list that you were not okay losing to? No, everyone was fine. Loved everybody. Everyone was great. Everyone, all, all of everyone's fine. It's all good. Do you know what, though? I, I, I knew I hadn't won. Because I feel like he would have said, like, ah, yeah, there was one I could have. <laughs> no, in the MC category, completely, completely fine. Yeah, that's everyone what I'm was talking. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, but I knew. So somebody, somebody announced that they'd won on social media as on my way there so i'm sat i'm at the i'm at the station waiting for my wife kate to come in i'm stoned i'm just (laughs) fuck i just glanced at my phone and it said oh we've won blah 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 and i'm like oh it's not been announced oh right okay so they've let them oh i haven't won (laughs) because i hadn't heard they hadn't let you know they told the winners before the ceremony yeah 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 yeah. oh fuck yeah 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 that's (laughs) I mean, I, I, if I'm like super stoned on like a park bench waiting for my gal to go to that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> well, I just because I said, yeah, but I was because the other reason we went is that I want because my wife, Kate, is a comedian as well. And I wanted her to meet some people and get her face out of there. So I was like, all right, it's still worth going. We'll still go. I won't tell her. I'll tell her afterwards. You know, and it was all. Yeah. It is a fun event, you know what I mean? You have yeah, be like two agents there from like, <laughs> like like a bunch of weird comedians. Like, and who was anyone like super messed up? Who would you say was the most fucked up person there? That's always a fun thing. Nobody, no. nobody was. That's I really think everyone, dude. Everyone's getting they're getting straight, man. Everyone's everyone's going into non-alcoholic beers, and I love it. I have to tell you, it's a real, it's a real. I mean. I think it's just I think it's just the times. It's also that thing of like it's just times are a bit harder and the uh yeah, the yeah, yeah. comedy scene is really taking a goddamn hit. Oh, it bugs the shit out of me. It really bothers me. Uh just the lack of support people over there are getting from certain entities, especially when it comes yeah. to things like the fringe, where it's just like Oh dude. Just throw us a fucking bone, bros. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I think it's that it's that kind of mentality over here. It was kind of like, oh, there's nothing we could do. We've got to put the prices up. This is how much it costs now because we're blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, I know what you're doing. You're trying to recoup money that you lost in the pandemic 
and you're trying to make money on top. So you everything's jacked up. And we just have to, and the thing is, they know that human beings are resilient and we will find a way to, to make it work. And so, so now, so fuel prices go through the roof. We all are up in arms. Oh my God, it's too expensive. It's too much. But we figure it out and we get used to it. And then they go, oh, well, that, okay. Well, we knew that was going to happen anyway. So we'll just keep, you know, it will just, that, it'll happen again and we'll get used to it and just, I can believe shit. The mentality I actually don't like is I do not appreciate um the fringe society sort of if you read between the lines of what they're saying and you can also find a couple of times she's commented where it suddenly seems like it's the performer's problem that we have an issue that the fringe society just takes our money and does fuck all like yeah. they printed a fucking program and that is it last year yeah. and my resentment comes from the fact that what do you do for us that isn't being done by a venue what and this is the most uk story there is no reason for us to exist. We are doing nothing to justify our existence. We will limp along for another five years. And then as always happens in the UK, something will come to replace us. We will be replaced. And then we will be so confused as to what happened that we will bitch and complain and moan and claim that that other thing is evil and did something horrible to us when in the end it was our own fucking unwillingness to change unwillingness to help unwillingness to understand that people are losing there were co production companies filing for bankruptcy in the last week of the fringe like guys yeah something needs to be done and the fact that i don't know if this is true but i heard um and this could be totally rumor and conjecture but i absolutely i i heard via the grapevine and this may not be true and i will say it again it may not be true but i heard allegedly supposedly that the head of the fringe society said the problem is all the performers have ptsd from covid and as someone who has ptsd because i nearly lost mm -hmm. my arm in a bicycle accident i want her to know that she can deeply fuck off and go to hell and yeah. don't tell me what's affecting how i feel your job is to support the fringe and give us things like an app that helps people go to our shows and yeah. you couldn't even fucking do that like it's just the whole thing just drives me up the fucking wall because I've, i i went to theater school my entire life has been spent around art community and art funding administrators and at this point it's like what are you doing and what are you helping fucking nothing get out of the way you guys should yeah. just be like like also you guys made millions of pounds being bailed out in the fringe i didn't get bailed out i like no. i got accused of fraud by the government of the state where i live because there were um because of a misfiled tax document i'm like Fuck. I'm, like i'm sorry like don't don't scream poverty or me i figured it out i survived you figured it out you survived four years and like yeah. no one was giving me no one was giving me seven figures to run a weird shop on the fucking uh royal mile and that's about it like so yeah, yeah. no and it just it, dri it drives me insane and i see no solution except for i know what's going to happen is eventually it's going to die it's going to be replaced it's going to keep going because that's the cycle in the uk of you guys sort of let things decay to the point of putrescence and then are finally like all right i guess we better not have a a gooey body in charge and then they go and get like <laughs> just anyone and then because things have been so bad anything seems better because it's like it's just like well it's not a decaying body this guy gave us a carrot like you know it's just like that's not even good and yeah, <laughs>
It's just fucking insane. It just drives me nuts. And I just, I, oh God, I want to know if, if someone can find, if someone has on record her saying the performers have PTSD, send it to me. And then I'm going to never stop screaming about it. I will, if yeah. there is actual proof of that, never stop. I'm going to find a big giant megaphone and I'm just going to, we don't have PTSD. We just want to be treated like uh, people who are bringing you money because that's what we're doing. And I would just yell that at her from her, I assume reasonably appointed home in Edinburgh. We're looking at two stories, but it's a new build. (laughs) It's true though. Edinburgh is such a fucking racket and the only people, but yeah, you're still going to go. Yeah. (laughs) This is the thing I said. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I like it. I like I like developing an hour. I think it's my last one. I think this is finally where I'm just like, I think I've I have been effed over by this organization enough. Uh, like this is my last one. I kind of pot committed last year and I just feel I feel like I want to do it, but then I don't know if I want to do this thing. It just takes over your fucking year. Dude, I'm having such a great time already, not planning to do it. I'm not I'm doing it next year. This year, absolutely fucking not. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm going to work on, I'm already working on a show, taking it to MacFest, I'm taking it everywhere else. I'm having a great time at the gigs. I'm going to have a summer in my new Brighton flat near the ocean. Brighton summer too. You can go sit on that weird quarry you guys call a beach. Jump in the water. Dude, you're going to sit in the quarry. Jump in the water. I do like that. Jump in the water. I, I do like fucking Bright. I have to say, I do think I missed a trick not living a year in Brighton or something like that. Like I just living in London the whole time that yeah. might not have been wise. I should have maybe done a little, maybe a year in Manchester and a little year in Brighton. Well, yeah. Yeah. Manchester's on the list as well. We're kind of like, we'll, do, we'll have a good time in Brighton. Then we might move out. Bristol, Brighton. We're going to, we're going to see the world's our oyster, man. Gonna Bristol see. is funny. The thing with Bristol, it's a great place to just see a fat goth having a job. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, don't, you don't see, Anyone who looks like that, in like just at a Tesco's, just Agamemnon, where where's the hummus? <laughs> Isle six, like just. <laughs> I think it's a West Country thing. So that whole Bristol down into Somerset, Devon, Cornwall seems very. There's a lot of goth. I think because there's a lot of hippy dippy stuff, like a lot of energy and you know that kind of crystals and magic and all that so that kind of goes down towards glastonbury and all the way down there there's a rich vein of goth it's also it's a city that you can like it's a city that's going to have some weird bands that you can kind of afford do you know what i mean yeah so it really like it's just it breeds just enough subcultures it's also that thing of bristol is the big city to wales that's the thing that also i always forget oh yeah People from the Welsh Valley is like, oh, you know, we're going to the big city. I can't do a Welsh accent, but like, I'm like, like to them, they're like, whoa, the bright lights of Bristol. Like, ooh, the tobacco factory theater. Like, well, hello. Ooh, a weathered spoons. Like, it's like that. I think, I think that imbues the city with a little, like, like a little magic in the way that Brighton has so many people that are just so happy to be living there and not London. It just feels great. Like, they're just yeah. like, ah. It's like being in a festival. Someone said it's like living in a festival. There's just... Like there was a guy the other day, he was just playing his bongos, not even in the town centre. This was in a street, just a normal street. He was a normal-looking dude as well. He wasn't wearing, 
you know, tie-dye anything. He didn't have any kind of, didn't have white dreadlocks or anything like that. He was just a guy that looked like he'd just come straight from the off-license during the day and was just playing on these bongos on the side of this street. This is why I love L.A. Is L.A. is a city of individual. Everyone is living in the city they think L.A. is, no matter what, like, no matter where, <laughs> no matter what. Is it's just, yeah, you just, I, I saw a guy just playing, like he was definitely on drugs, but just a guy playing a paint can in the middle of a median for no reason. Yeah. Like, you know, does he, is he trying to busk? No, that's his living no. room and he's playing the drums. He doesn't want your money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this guy was just lost in his own, in his own bongo field world. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for just like weird grungy. Like I am a middle-class hipster douche. Like, yeah. Do, What's my political persuasion? Anarchist. Like, it's just like, I stink. <laughs> but I love those kind of, like, it's just, that's exactly the town I want to live in. If I start a family, I want, like, like just, like, I want the, their first food to be sun-dried tomatoes and their first word to be, uh, actually, like. <laughs> that down, but it's, like, yeah, right, down, man. That is a fucking great line. Like, it's just like, I just, I dig it. I dig those places. Like, it's that thing of like, I grew up in a fucking hellish, weird 90s suburb. And I like grew up I'm like, I'm getting out of this place. And how you know you're not there is if you walk down the road and someone just has a parrot. You're like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> I remember years ago, I was dating this girl, uh, Michelle. She'd never really been to London. And we were going to see my cousin who lived in Kilburn. So we were going there. She's a bit worried. She's like, oh, I'm a bit worried. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Listen, it's not as bad as you think. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. We parked the car. We were walking from the car to my cousin's flat. And a guy walked past us with a bunch of bananas hanging from his mouth. <laughs> and I tell you, her eyes were on stalks. Just, just like, you said, I'm like, listen. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to see that today. <laughs> I just, I dig it. I love like just, and just the, mo the little mo in London, especially the little moments of community. Cause it is a very isolating place. I remember I, there was yeah. this crossing right by my old house and me and another guy. And he had like a fucking comedic amount of McDonald's in a big bag. Like he had <laughs> one hang and like a full, and we nearly get fucking. So it was a zebra crossing. You get hit. And then what they would, they would be speeding like fuck. And then this guy couldn't see that he was about to hit traffic. So we literally, sped nearly killed us like felt the wind on our bodies and then it stopped two car lengths and the guy just looked at me and i looked at him and he winked and then he ran with his full thing of mcdonald's and slammed it on the guy's windshield took a sip of his drink and threw it at the driver's side door holy shit started walking back towards the mcdonald's and just kind of gave me a nod and just started and i was like <laughs> This is the, this is this is why you fucking this is London and, <laughs> and just the fact that the guy just sat in his car that was the thing of just like take it bitch like what are you <laughs> do you got a fucking Big Mac on your fucking windshield motherfucker oh it was the best yeah oh my god explaining my, so my neighborhood was really nice but there was a house where they were definitely doing something very illegal. And I would know this because about once a month, you'd walk up the street and there'd be guys posted on all the corners. Oh, yeah. Who knew you, but you didn't really know how yeah, yeah, they knew yeah. you because they would let you onto the street. And I, for this, and I remember explaining this to a girl I was seeing and she was like, so I'll be, you'll be coming to my house. And I was like, you're fine. They, I'm like, it's safer. Yeah. And she's like, how is it safer? I'm going. There will they will never let any crime happen in that neighborhood. She's like, what are no. you talking about? Going, 
they're doing crime there. If they're doing crime that necessitates them to have six guys on the street, <laughs> trust me, like you're not getting mugged. They like, and if no. someone says a crossword to you, call the police. They're gonna know before the police, and that guy is gonna be in fucking trouble. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, those are the yeah, man. I love that shit, and this is why I love. This is why I, love, I do. It's what keeps my love for people alive. If I listen to the if I listen to the politicians and all the big stories in the news, I will be fucked and I'll never leave my flat. But then people exist, like the guy with the McDonald's, the guy with the bananas, oh. the criminal overlords that you know what, I know what they're doing and it's just as bad as the politicians. But you know what? I'd prefer to have them around. At least they're there. At least you can see them. Yeah, it's also the thing of like I I listen, I've lived a lot in areas that have a lot of um criminal activity but like actual like like i don't live where there's like i don't live in like skid row in la but i do live where like well, ms13 lives in that house which house well the one covered in graffiti with all the gang members in front of it that one uh and what you learn is a um there a lot like the problem you're always going to have is just the fucking poor fucker who's strung out and just needs ten dollars for his next fix yeah. that's something you can't control that's just going to be chaos but professional criminals are actually very easy to live near because they just want like leave them alone it's not cool yeah. it's not interesting it's terrible that they're doing this but also they're not going to fucking bother you like no they don't need the police here and that's just a lesson that a lot of people i think don't realize um do you know what i mean like a lot of people like your friend who never been to kilburn before very interesting london experience and uk experience yeah. people in especially who've grown up in london and then you say like oh we're going to camden and they're like Camden <laughs> and you're like what do you think is gonna fucking happen in Cam like but Kilburn is another one where people they're like I don't know if I want to go to Kilburn I'm like yeah I don't like taking the Jubilee line anyway but it's like you're not gonna see any fucking crime like <laughs> it's like when people they're, still yeah. go I mean that said I remember once I, I was literally having the conversation of like oh you know Brixton's changed now and then we couldn't leave the pub for an hour because someone cut the head off of another guy down the road fuck yeah, yeah, that's Brixton. That's that's proper Brixton. <laughs> I couldn't believe it too. I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, uh, "And he was, this is how the bartender said it." I'll never forget. He had a glass, like literally, like the cleaning of the glass, and he just went, ah, "Some some poor cunt lost his head." And I went, "What?" And he went, "Yeah, he, someone cut his head off," and then just went back to cleaning his glass. I was like, <laughs> "Woo!" <laughs> Jaeger, let's get Jaeger. Let's do something. Yeah, oh, God. I guess I'll go do this open mic upstairs. Ah, <laughs> uh, John. Dangerous T is here. Rich, this was an absolute Everyone, I'm yes. on tour right now. Please check out yes. John, com backslash gigs for all UK tour dates. It's from the 15th all the way to the 27th. I'm going to Edinburgh, Leicester, Birmingham, Bristol, London, Milton Keynes, be there. Be square. Eat my underwear. Yeah, John Hastings, man. I'm glad you're not broken. I'm glad you're back to life. This was very fun. What a what a wonderful way to start the day. I haven't even showered. Beautiful. Oh, dude. Now you can go about your day. You've done a thing. Now this you feel like you've achieved. Oh, this is the thing with California because it's always bright and sunny when you wake up. So you always immediately get like two things out of the fucking way. Bosh. And then but the problem, by, by noon, you're kind of like, well, that's the day. And then you're like, no, there's like eight other things you need to do. What are you doing? It's noon. And you're like, well, fair. <laughs> John, it's been beautiful, man. I love talking to you. Thank hey, you I, so I, much, I, man. Such a, a hoot. And so nice to see producer Paul in uh, wherever Tunbridge, Wales might be located. <laughs> it's a lovely place to visit. <laughs>
I, I never will, even though I've been there so many times. Guys, this was so fun. Insane in the membrane. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs>